You are Locked On Marlins, your daily podcast on the Miami Marlins, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Hello and welcome to Locked On Marlins. This is your daily but not quite daily Marlins podcast from me, Peter Pratt. Hope everyone is doing well and welcome to the Thursday edition. I am starting up with our NL East. We're going to be getting into some of these NL East teams now and we are starting up. We've teased it out on Twitter already. We are starting with the World Series champs, these Bravos. And well, I had to get one of the goats, if not the goat of Braves Twitter in the mix. Riley's Rakes is in the house. Also goes by the name of Alex, I believe, but you know, yes, everyone, sir. Knows yes, sir. everyone knows him as Riley's Rakes. Uh, Alex, how are we doing, brother? Doing well, doing well. Pleasure to be here. My uh, my first stop on my podcast victory tour. There we go. It's time. <laughs> it was time to dust it off for sure. Um, what a wild ride. Listen, we're going to get into, I guess, the postseason run, how that felt, all the kind of emotions. And you were kind of, I mean, I was following you every step on Twitter and it looked wild. Equally going to look back at the Braves in 2021. What what went right for them? How they ended up in that spot? And then we're going to spend some time kind of looking towards 22, kind of getting into the meat and potatoes really of where are the Braves at now? What should we expect from them in 22? So that's what we got in store for, uh, for everyone. Um, Alex, just kind of summarize it for me, this feeling, a World Series title for the Braves. Just try and summarize that as best you can how drunk were you and how just how wild was it um there there were moments during the postseason of course where uh where where i imbibed uh probably more than i normally would have but <laughs> it's it's very difficult to put into words what what it was like to finally finally get that monkey off our back not mm. not just as as braves fans but as atlanta fans in general because yeah. as I'm sure your listeners know it extends well beyond just baseball. Mm. Um, so it was it was very meaningful to the city as a whole, uh, beyond just the the circle of Braves fans. So um, I, it it was it was a period of time unlike any other I, I've I've seen in Atlanta. I am sure it's going into the actual World World Series itself. Just. How, were you feeling confident? Were you feeling like, oh my God, this is going to be another Atlanta kind of shit show again? Like, how are you feeling? <laughs> no, I got that out of my system in the NLCS. Okay, um, yeah. And, and to be quite honest with you, there was uh, a feeling for me, and I know a lot of other Braves fans, that if we could just get past the Dodgers, mm. then it doesn't matter who we play. The, the Dodgers series was was our World Series. No disrespect meant to the, uh, to the Astros, but... I don't think anybody could have possibly stopped us after we got past the Dodgers. Yeah. Yeah, it was it was a stunning run. And in some ways, it felt like an improbable run. Uh, if we kind of go back into earlier in the season, it's funny, actually. There was a couple of key moments where the Marlins and Braves, like the Marlins clearly were never in it. But the Marlins and Braves seasons intertwined a little bit on a few key moments. I think the first one really that I can think of was where Ronnie went down and, you know, did his, did his knee um, at Lone Depot. Uh, at that point, you know, from a Braves perspective, were you like, holy shit, the season's done. We're cooked. 
honestly, I, I, a lot of us were getting to that point before, yeah, uh, before Ronnie went down. So uh, I, I think it was just just another uh, uh, something else to pile on to us because it, it's it, it, I can safely say that that there were uh, a large number of Braves fans who had totally written off the the 2021 season. Mm. And, and it's hard to blame them really what 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 was happening to their roster what was what was happening on the field we we didn't get above 500 until I think August um wow so I, it, I I I say it in some form or fashion every year it's it's rarely I think the best team that wins the World Series mm. um and you need look no further than the Nationals a few years ago they weren't the best team in 2019. They just got hot at the right time and had the right pieces clicking in the postseason. Yeah. And that's exactly what happened for the Braves. Um, I, I know there were a lot of people looking at them like, how is how is an 88-win team doing all of this? Well, mm. the team that went to the postseason was not the team that won 88 games. Not even no. close. No way. No, so, it was... It was one of the stories, the main headlines, was the trade deadline or maybe even like the couple of days building up to that, but the deadline and let's just kind of group them all together. I mean, it was just, it was wild. The Braves decided to just completely rebuild their outfield because, well, they had to uh, in the space of, what, three days? It was just absolutely stunning where they just added and the deals were amazing. What, they <laughs> what really the hell were. was going on? Uh, we, we got Jock Peterson for a song that was kind of the first domino to fall about a week before the deadline. And, and then just little pieces like, Oh, Eddie Rosario, he's hurt, but, but he could be good a little bit later. And we Mm. got him for, uh, for, for a a panda head. And, (laughs) and, and of course, I, Uh I, uh oh, I'm sure, I'm sure it's hard to hear for you guys, but uh, Alex Jackson wow, winds up turning into postseason home runs for us. So oh, boy. it's just it it there were so it was a bunch of little things that that all looked like they could turn into something, but I, I think in the moment it, we didn't look at the trade deadline that night and say oh, it's, it's going to be a completely different team from here on out. It, it took mm. a lot of things going right. Not the least of all, uh, Eddie Rosario deciding that he was Mickey Mantle for a postseason. <laughs> this, is, this is the wonderful thing about postseasons and baseball and whatever. But let me just ask you a question specifically on this, this I guess, subject area. It's topical right now because obviously the CBA is going on. Let's talk about expanded postseason, perhaps. And is... Is this maybe why there's nervousness around a postseason or expanding it where, I mean, even in the current format, the best team doesn't win anyway. And all you're doing is expand it. And so maybe even perhaps a, a worse team could win it. But where do you sit on this kind of like expanded postseason and, you know, having a team that maybe just gets hot at the right time with a 500 record going on to be World Series champs? Does it, do you, do you give a shit? Um, the... The only postseason expansion I'm particularly fond of would be lengthening the wild card game to mm. maybe a three game wild card series. Yeah. Uh, baseball is not built around one game. That's why we have postseason series in the first place. So uh, I was never too keen on the uh, on the wild card just being one game. Uh, beyond that, though, as far as adding more teams into the postseason. I'm I'm not particularly fond of that idea. It 
it's a, obviously baseball is a very long season. No other sport has 162 games in its regular season. So, so to give those 162 games value, it's, it's important that, that you reward the division winners with something that, that these other teams aren't getting. Mm. And I think if you start adding more teams into the postseason, it, it cheapens winning the division. Of course, a Braves fan with all of our division titles wants to preserve the integrity of, of the course. division title. But um, I, I really think the way baseball is structured, um, you, you really have to have something, uh, an apple on the end of a string for uh, for those division winners. Yeah, I, it, it doesn't shock me that you have that. Up. Yeah, clearly the Braves have, have you know pretty much won the, the NL East every year give or take for about 50 years it feels so uh <laughs> I, I you know didn't i expected you to have that opinion and clearly the marlins we've never won the division one one two world series but never won the division which is a really interesting um thing and i guess our perspectives are different as marlins fans as a small market team i guess you know sure. for whatever that actually means uh, you look at that as an opportunity perhaps where like 2020 if you play well, you have a chance of making it. And then once you're in, anything can happen. You know, we ended up taking down the Cubs, um, you know, who won their division. We took them down. They were terrible, and the division was terrible, the Central anyway. So that's another whole topic in itself. But I don't know. It doesn't surprise me that you look at it that way. I'm with you. It's just in general, the wild card itself. If they do stick with what it has been, it should be at least a three-game series, if not a five. I understand the drama of it, but that's just not baseball, is it? I mean, it's... Sure. It's a duel. It's, you know, it takes time to work out who is the better team, not just a single yeah. coin flipper. And, and part of why I, and I think a lot of people like baseball is because it does have that element of, of being a slow burn yeah. of, of, of giving teams and players opportunities to get back into it after it looks like they've gotten themselves out of it. Mm. Um, and, and I think going to a, a one game wild card sort of takes that element out of it to an extent. Yeah, yeah, for sure. And you know, the reality is the Braves are not to participate in many wildcard games in uh, in recent memory either. So, oh uh, boy, the, but the ones we have have yeah. uh, <laughs> not gone well. No, we we we, <laughs> we still complain about the the wildcard game from 2012 against the Cardinals. Yeah, the the uh, the infamous outfield fly rule game. Oh, there you go. Yeah, of course. So well. burned into our brains. I feel like there was another travesty against the Cardinals at some point recently as well. Was that oh, maybe 2020? Uh, 20... Maybe 19. 19 maybe? Yeah. yeah or 2019 or... Yeah, it was 2019. We went to five games against the Cardinals in the NLDS, uh, and they put up 15 runs on us in the first inning. I remember. That's that's the legendary uh, Bob that Bamba pizza. That was brutal. That was, that was brutal. Yeah, exactly. That's That's not fun for sure, but... All right, guys, we're going to pause this conversation just very, very briefly, and it is time for our first US ad with a British twist, and it is our guys over at Built Bar. It is the new year, and it means New Year's resolutions. If yours is about getting fit or eating healthier, make sure you include Built Bar in your plan. Built Bar, what is it? It's a protein bar, but it tastes like a candy bar, maybe even better than a candy bar. Built Bar makes it easier to stick to your resolution because it tastes good. You'll want to eat it, unlike other protein bars. Chalky, waxy or taste like a chemical spill. Boy, oh boy, that does not sound good. What flavors have you got? So many. Coconut almond, peanut butter brownie, that's my favorite, raspberry, cookies and cream, salted caramel, mint brownie, and many, many more. Get yourself over to built.com 
Use promo code LOCKED15, that's LOCKED15, and get 15% off your order, built.com. Uh, it's, uh, it was a wild year for the Braves. And, you know, from afar, I was, like you, I was looking at them thinking, hmm, they're kind of hovering around 500. They, they can't win consecutive games at all. It was like kind of win one, lose one for this kind of wild streak. They were never really above 500. Didn't feel like they were hitting their stride at all. Then Ronnie goes down. I was like, wow, this is, this is big, um, clearly. Um, so to end up with the Braves as World Series champs, for me, felt like a real distant uh, shot at that point. It felt like they were going to maybe even sell off some pieces at the deadline at one point. I wasn't really sure. But yeah, it was, it was a, a, a massive, you know, like you said, once the deadline happened, those new pieces were added. And, you know, it was a different team. It was a completely different team after the deadline, I think it's fair to say, right? Well, re- regardless of what happened at the deadline, there there was some reason for hope for for Braves fans going mm-hmm. into the the final third or so of the season, uh, and that was that the the Mets, who were the team that we were chasing, one they're the Mets and they're prone to hilarious failure, failures, uh, and and two they were all of their their most difficult games it seemed like were backloaded into the schedule. So while the Braves were going into the easiest part of their schedule, the Mets were going into the hardest. So, so we, we kind of felt like it would even out a bit. And then there, there were the Phillies there as well, but um, I don't think any of us really looked at their roster and said that they were going to be a, a huge threat. Um, and, and for me, if I had to pick a most hated NL East rival, I would say Phillies. So being able to beat them at home to take the division uh, was, was pretty special in and of itself. For sure. I guess as you kind of sit back now heading into 22 and kind of projecting what next couple of years, you know, who do you see as the, I guess, you know, clearly the Mets have got the money now, right? So that's kind of, you know, they do, they are investing heavily. Do you see the Mets as the main rival now for the next few years for, for the Braves? Um, in the immediate future, I, I think it's still going to be Braves, Mets, Phillies for a little while. Mm. Um, the the Marlins uh, are building around a young core and, and you guys need to develop some players over the next year or two. But uh, I do see the Marlins being being a threat in the very near future. Um, the Nationals also kind of starting a rebuild last year. Hard to see them doing really anything of consequence for the next couple of seasons. Uh, especially without Max Scherzer holding down their rotation. Um, but yeah, I, I don't know. With the Mets, I, I still I have to see them do something if I'm going to believe that they're going to do something. Yeah. They, they just always seem to find a way to stub their toe. <laughs> oh, it's a story as old as time, isn't it? The Mets <laughs> it stubbing really a toe, for sure. <laughs> really, uh, really is. Um, yeah, I think it's it's a really interestingly poised division actually at the moment for sure like the Marlins are coming on the Nats have started their rebuild but yeah some of the pieces they've acquired I think uh you know relatively near to being ready as well so it's a better division than it appears to be at face value um because a lot of people I remember going into the postseason were remarking oh the Braves only won this many games and they still won their division it's a pathetic division Mm. well compare the NL East to to say the NL Central um the 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 bottom of the nl east was far better than the bottom of of the nl central and i would venture to say a few other divisions as well Mm. it's it's a very very competitive division regardless of the record of the team that wins it agreed agreed 
All right, guys, let's get into our final ad of the day. US ad, British twist, and it is our guys over at Bet Online. Bet Online. They have you covered this season with more props, odds, and lines than ever before as football continues its march through the playoffs right to the big game in a couple of weeks' time. BetOnline.net remains the best spot for all your sports scores, podcasts, and news this season. And it's not just football. BetOnline has up-to-the-minute info on pro and college hoops, NHL, boxing, UFC, along with live, real-time updates of current games. Don't wait to take advantage of all the new amazing offers available for the 2022 season. Bet online, where the game starts. Okay, this is going to be a tough question to ask you, but I need to ask it now. We need to start getting into some some meaty topics. Freddie Freeman. Okay, let me ask you this question now. Why wasn't Freddie extended during like all this situation now? Why didn't they extend Freddie earlier on? What was going on? What's happened here? That's a great question. Uh, I, I wish I had an answer for that. Um, it's it, it doesn't make a ton of sense that that's not a deal that was done prior to the 2021 season. Uh, agreed. Um, uh, Freddie did say going into the 2021 season that he wasn't going to negotiate a deal in season. Um, and mm-hmm. and I don't I don't blame him for sticking to that at all. He wanted to focus on baseball, and obviously that paid dividends. Honestly, I still, I, I can't bring myself to see Freddie going anywhere, mm. uh, especially with the influx of cash that, that the Braves have from that postseason run. I, 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 I don't know. It, it would be, it would be truly remarkable to see Alex Anthopoulos waste all of the goodwill that he's built for himself through the trade deadline last year. And then the world series by letting Freddie go. And, and that's, that's what I think that would do. Uh, I, I, I mean, there are, there are first basemen out there that you could replace Freddie with that would put up similar, if not maybe better numbers. I, I still don't think that's a win if you make that move. Uh, no. Freddie is Atlanta. Yeah. You, go to, you go to a Braves game, half the people in the stands, they're wearing Freddie Freeman jerseys. Mm-hmm. Uh, so I, I think it's more than just the, the production on the field. It's the, the guy himself. I, we can't let him go. No. I'd be, I was shocked they let it get to this spot, to be honest. But then now we're in this spot. I'd still be shocked if he, they didn't find a, a deal. Because I do feel like he, he wants to be there. And I, clearly the Braves want him to be there too. Like there's, that seems to be the way things are at. There was these talks about like maybe he wanted to go over to the West Coast. I, I don't know whose family, him or his his wife's family is kind of based over in the West Coast maybe. He's but. from the Los Angeles area originally. Right. Um, so so there were always going to be mm-hmm. whispers of, of, well, you know, his childhood home was near the Angels Stadium and the Angels need a first basement. Maybe he goes there. Oh boy. Um, yeah. So they need some so, pitching as well. They need, I think that's where they need to focus their attention. Right. I couldn't agree more. And, <laughs> and the, uh, I mean, the Dodgers and Yankees come up seemingly in every free agents conversation. Yeah. So I'm not terri- terribly surprised to, to hear those rumors swirling around. Um, but I still haven't really seen anything of substance that leads me to believe that, that Freddie's going anywhere. No, I'm with you. I think he signs. Uh, I'd, I'd be shocked if he didn't. I, I think actually if he doesn't, I think that would be, it would have a massive impact on the Braves in a negative way. I think Freddie, what he does, just from the outside looking in, 
I've said this before on, on this pod and others, that he, just his personality, his presence, it's such a balance. It, he, he creates such a balance for the other guys. There's a lot of exuberance knocking around the Braves too, but I think it's really great to have a grounded guy there too, just to kind of lean on and help offset some of that exuberance, let's say, that, you know, I think adds to the mix. Exactly. And, and think about this for a, a nightmare scenario. Mm-hmm. You you go you go out for your home opener after winning the World Series. It's supposed to be one of the greatest days in in a Braves fan's life. Going to this game, Freddie Freeman's not on the field. Marcelo Zuna is. Oh boy! <laughs> um, all of a sudden, all of your goodwill goes right out the window, and sure. and it would be an absolute disaster if it, if it came to that. All right, guys, that is us for part one of this conversation with Riley's Rakes. It is a true stunner. We are digging deep into the Braves, and tomorrow we are going to be getting into Marcel Ozuna. Old friend Marcel, what's the take from, from Alex on that one? And also, we are going to be getting into the trade between the Marlins and Braves last season and some, well, quite stunning reaction from Alex on that one. Wait until you hear his reaction. Did the Marlins win it? Did the Braves win it? I think we all know, but wait until you hear his reaction. It is, it is a true stunner. Tune in tomorrow. Enjoy that one.